Sometimes, guys, it's the simple wins in a game like tonight that you take. Cairo Santos, over one and a half field goals. Woo! Nice. All right. God, we'll just take any scoring at this point. This is... Six to three. Oh, this is how it ends. Need one it? more. Six three. Trista said it. Trista, who is the profile picture in your Twitter? That's Scoot Henderson. Oh, is it? Okay. I've been looking at it like, who is that? Is that Joe Johnson? Like, who is that he guy? He looks like a throwback, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, does. So Scoot Henderson, you know, my rookie, my love. Of course. There you go. Of course. Uh, he got contacts. So he's been notoriously terrible from three <laughs> and from the field. I think he was shooting 5% from three at one point, 12% mm -hmm. or something from the field. Yeah. And it turns out the man can't see. So he's got contacts now for the very first time in his life. And for whatever reason, he was like, Psh, got to double strap it up. Let me put some sun goggles on as well. So he's got contacts. He's got sun goggles. So they're like some sort of blue blockers on his face. And he put up 11 in the first half against Dame, his former teammate, for about three and a half seconds. <laughs> and I said, you know what? The goggles have to stay. Portland was 13 and a half point dogs tonight. They went, they out, went right. out right. That's, Tough. Ni that's nice. There is a there is a famous story that not a lot of people may remember. There was a corner for the at the time Redskins. Then he got traded to the 49ers or went in free agency. Carlos Rogers, who was notorious for dropping easy interceptions, actually a really good corner, but could not. I mean, right in the breadbasket. There was one in the playoffs that he just it, got contacts when he went to San Francisco. Totally changed. Like, it's amazes, it amazes me that, like, pro athletes like, haven't had their eyes checked know, enough. How do you not know that you don't need contacts? Like, sorry, officer, I didn't know I uh, couldn't yeah, see. Yeah, I don't get it. Now, granted, somebody like me that's blind without contacts, I, I know. I knew when I was a kid I got to walk up to the overhead projector and I got to squint and be like, what? What, what, is, what does that say right there? But it's different. Like, <laughs> I, like they're, they're all going through physicals and stuff. They're not looking at the eye chart, and the doctor's going, you know there, uh, Scoot, I think you need some glasses there, buddy. You might be better from three if you do it. And Blows now he's shooting 50% from three uh, with the sun goggles. It is. And, you know, well, it's, it's also, too, probably everything's probably brighter because he's yeah. seeing clearer than before. So he's like, I got to get used to this for a while. So that would be that the case. That makes sense as well. And now yeah. I know who that guy is. So. And now we know. And with that, the Vikings are marching up the field again. Guys, I'm telling you, we're going to get some offense this second half. It's going to be different. Patrick Alexander Everson Madison, jumps on with it? us. Everything's always better when Patrick <laughs> Everson jumps on. Vegas insider. Um, what are five things, Patrick, that you would watch instead of this game tonight? No, I'm just kidding. I mean, maybe if you want to list those, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> I'm kind of getting into the Queen's Gambit a little bit. The Queen's Gambit. <laughs> I, my son got me into that over the weekend while he was home for the holiday, and I'm like, this is kind of interesting. So we're probably gonna we might after we get off here, we might watch uh, episode three of that. It's been a what it, is look, my it's, hair it's, doing tonight. It, by it's the certainly way, too. been a it's been a rough game. Hey, where was the money on the under in this uh, when everything kind of closed? Because God, if I mean, this is just oh, it's a tough watch, man. It was, well, Benham Jam specifically pretty tilted toward the under. I believe yeah. it was. Let me double check my number, my uh, my notes here from the video I did pregame. But I think it was, uh, tickets were dead even, but money okay. was two to one on the under uh, at Benham Jam nationwide, which is really not a surprise. Over the last 23 primetime games, under is 18 and three. And I think over the last 25 yeah, I think it's 25 Sunday, Monday night games, 22 and three to the under. So uh, betters were certainly riding that tonight, and it looks like they're going to be rewarded easily at this pace. Oh, yes. Looks like favorites, Pat, covered pretty much all weekend of A Thanksgiving. Uh, we 
have a game now that looks like, at least if it holds true, that the Bears as underdogs might even win outright. Um, where else, like how else did the books do overall? Well, look, they, the odds makers got off to a great start with Detroit losing outright, Trista. That was huge. And Seamus McGee at BetMGM told me on Thursday, I interrupted whatever he was doing on Thanksgiving and probably tabled my Thanksgiving activities with the family for a few minutes after that game ended, saying, okay, what does this do? Well, it blew up. A lot of people were paying, playing the three turkey leg money line parlay, favorite to favorite to favorite. I told them Lions, it was Cowboys dumb. To we said it was and, dumb. And you were right. We did. It was only it only paid out like plus a hundred or something like that. It wasn't really worth it, and you get blown up. And first off, I think most people thought if it got blown up, it would be the Seahawks. I don't think they thought it would be the Packers. But your point still stands, Trista. It did not get there. It got blown up right away. So really, the betters were having to like recalibrate. Scott Shelton, the MGM Nevada said basically everybody had to start over after the uh, after the Packers beat the Lions. Now that said, I think the books did pretty good to Thanksgiving because of that. But better started to make up ground with the Cowboys rolling and with the Niners rolling. And then the favorites did really well yesterday. And it wasn't even so much that, look, I had one, one trader told me yesterday, who in that 1 p.m. Eastern time window beyond the Jacksonville-Houston game, look at any of those other games, who do you trust? And the answer is nobody. Mm-mm. So the public was not really that engaged in the early kickoffs. Uh, the biggest favorite in the early kickoffs was the Patriots, and this and this odds maker said nobody has any interest in the Patriots. <laughs> so, every what everybody was looking toward, maybe they sprinkled a little bit, messed around a little bit on you know with money line parlays and so forth on some of those early games. Maybe took Jacksonville, but the big deal was even though the favorites all across the board did well against the spread, the big deal was the Chiefs and the Eagles in the late window and the Ravens on Sunday night. All three of them got there. All three of them cover. Now, I know Philly didn't, you know, went to two and a half late. So uh, you could say that was perhaps a push, but um, but based on closing number, that was a cover. And it doesn't matter in Moneyline Parlays anyway. They're putting them in there just to get the win, and they did. So it just steamrolled Better's direction from there, and the Better's had a phenomenal Sunday. I think uh, uh, Christian Cipollini behind the counter at BetMGM said that was, yeah, it was the biggest week for sports bettors this NFL season at BetMGM. He said wow. the public feasted on favorites mm. Thanksgiving weekend, and it resulted in the biggest week for sports bettors this NFL season at BetMGM. And again, they lost that opening game and got behind, the bettors were behind the eight ball on Thanksgiving. But, you know, the Cowboys were very heavily bet, so, the, the, you know, the public got a little bit of money back there, and then, the three key favorites is not just the nine and two ATS because look, there were some favorites and I'm sure the three of you wouldn't bet with my money yesterday, but the key, the three key favorites were really, really key. And that was the, the, uh, uh, the chiefs, the Eagles and the Ravens. Pat, you're rocking that big Bron- day for the betters. You're rocking that Broncos sweater yeah. proud. They are on a roll right now. <laughs> we were talking about this game earlier in the show. Yeah. I'm shocked that Houston is now up to three and a half because this wasn't three. I thought, if anything, the spread would go the other way. I just don't really understand how the Jags are a two-point favorite on the road and Houston loses, and now they're a three-and-a-half-point favorite against the Broncos, who are the hottest team in football. Is this shaping up as a Joes versus pros kind of game? Because, I mean, even though everybody loves Stroud and this Texan story, don't you feel like everybody's going to be on Denver? That's a really good question, PJ. I don't know. I don't know. This is a tough one to call. But what 
you know, opening Houston three surprised me a, even a little bit. I thought it would be under three. And now, as you're saying, you know, seeing three and a half, that definitely surprises me. I don't see that holding up. Look, I don't think Denver is gangbusters. I think Denver has done well for itself the last few weeks, and the defense has been outstanding, which is great. So the offense hasn't had to score a lot. They finally put up a few points yesterday, which was nice. i uh, love to see it. But um, look, the odds maker I spoke with on Sunday night said he thinks the public is interested in both of these teams. And I tend to agree with that. I mm. think Houston is a very interesting story for the public because C.J. Stroud is, uh, you know, a rookie having a having a really, really good rookie season. He's got the Texans in the playoff conversation at the moment. If they would managed to win yesterday, and they were certainly in that game, um, you know, they would have been tied for the lead in the AFC South, which I don't think anybody would have projected after what Houston went through last year. Um, but, but, but Stroud has delivered and Houston's been good. I think this is, this is a, this is a sneaky good game on Sunday. I'm not sure where the public's going to fall. I don't, I, I think they're, like I said, I, I think the odds makers got it right. He thinks the public is curious about both these teams because Denver is winning and generally covering and Houston is having a, a better than expected season with an exciting rookie QB. You know, you spend a lot of time talking about where the public's going and the money and all of these things. What? Why don't I just want to know how you feel about your Broncos right now? They've won five <laughs> straight games, Pat. This team was dead in the water at one and five. Mm-hmm. They're on the verge of maybe being a playoff team this year. I I am listen. I I tried to at least tell people that Russell Wilson wasn't washed, but he's clearly not the same Russell Wilson that there is before. But to see this entire team turn things around the way they have, especially defensively, I mean, it's one of the greatest turnarounds we've ever seen in an NFL season to this point. Yeah, when you when you consider they gave up that 70 burger to Miami. Yeah. And look, there's no question, Miami is a really good team, but Denver was giving up touchdowns to like backups in that game. It looked like they were just like we're we're checking out for the season here. And now they're 6 and 5, five game winning streak, 4 and 1 against the spread in that in that stretch. Uh they beaten uh, they beaten the Chiefs, they beaten the Bills. Um you know the Vikings, look, I know the Vikings are without a very good quarterback. But uh, in in Cousins, but they still were playing well and winning games, and Denver took care of that one too. So I'm very pleasantly surprised. I think, you know, it speaks a lot to some resiliency for sure, but um, it probably speaks a little bit to Sean Payton being able to recalibrate this team and maybe speaks more to what he brings as a head coach. He needed to kind of figure out what he had, and it took a few weeks to do it. And unfortunately, it took a tremendous butt kicking and all-time butt kicking uh, to help get there. But it looks like he's starting to figure out what they can and can't do, where their strengths and weaknesses are, and, and what to stay away from and what to, and what to go toward. And so, look, I'm happy with it. I hope it keeps up. Uh, this is a good test this week. If they win this week, I, 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 I'm, I really feel like that's a, that's a good signal for, for, the, for the potential to sneak in there and get a wild card. Pat, let's move over to college football because Oregon, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oregon football, my ducks. Quack, quack. 10-2 right. against the spread so far this year. They lost to, to Washington in Seattle. They go to a neutral, and I was absolutely shocked that they're a nine-and-a-half-point favorite on a neutral. Where's the public going to be on this? That's a really good question, at least with one odds maker, Trista, who I spoke with earlier today. They're on, even though the public generally doesn't get too involved early, they are seeing public action on Washington it's uh, it's a two to one tickets and three to one money on the spread on Washington early. And what the oddsmaker said was the public loves 
the undefeated and higher ranked team catching points, especially that many points, Trista, as you noted, it's a lot of points. He thinks they're likely going to need the Ducks here. I I think there's going to be some public interest in Oregon, though, too, because Bo Nix has got this tremendous Heisman campaign going. That team has been really good these last several weeks, and they've played some good teams over the last several weeks, too, and just blown them out of the water. And Washington hasn't looked as good and had to escape against Washington State and barely got there against Oregon State. Oregon State's a good team, by the way. I think Oregon State's a good team. Uh, and Washington State earlier in the season was a top 20 team. So um, I think I do think that there's going to be, you know, some public action on both sides of this. It's here in Vegas, Allegiant Stadium. Uh, I think it's going to be a phenomenal game. But I see this coming because I talked to oddsmakers the last several weeks, Trista, and they've all been saying, look, we on a neutral field, we absolutely have Oregon favored. We have Oregon's odds shorter to win the Pac-12 championship. This was weeks ago. We have Oregon's odds shorter to win the national championship, to qualify for the college football playoff. The, the odds makers are definitely impressed with Oregon. So that number doesn't it, – it, 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 I thought it would be 7.5-8, but when Washington didn't show that well in week 13, I'm not surprised it went to 9. Pat, two minutes left. Alabama, Georgia in the SEC title oh game. <laughs> Bama had a stress-free, easy win last week in the Iron Bowl. You know, now they face Georgia. What do you think is going to happen in this game? Because, you know, not often do you get Bama as a five-and-a-half-point dog, but I know betting against Georgia is a scary thing. How do you see this one kind of playing out amongst betters? Well, again, the same odds maker that I spoke with about earlier today about Oregon and Washington – he, he talked about Georgia, Alabama a little bit too. Early money on the dog here, to your point about kind of hard to see Alabama getting a handful of points. Not quite a, not quite the six or the seven, but uh, getting a handful of points. It's two-way action with a lean. 56% of tickets, 58% of money on Alabama. So they do like the dog getting uh, uh, getting a handful of points. I think the public will, will come back on Georgia. There'll probably be some public play on both sides. I'm sitting on a 25-1 to 1 Alabama National Championship ticket, so – that's you know what I'm rooting for because they got a win to get there. So, yeah. but I've also got a 12 to one on Oregon and a 20 to one on Texas. So, I'm hoping to get three of the four if it all go if all goes well this week. You know, PJ's tied are just they're cockroaches. They just never go away, Patrick. They never die. They just <laughs> stay around forever. And every season, it can be the worst year ever for them. And somehow they're in the national championship conversation at the end of every year. Patrick Everson, Vegas Insider. Great to talk to you as always, buddy. You as well. You three have a great week. Thanks for having me. Oh man, Thanks, Pat. Uh, Thanks, we just Pat. Cole Komet just caught his seventh pass of the game, guys. Forty-three yards. Yeah, DJ Moore's got eight receptions for fifty-eight. The Bears, Bears are spreading the ball out. Bears are getting people involved. Yet they still haven't finished the drive. It's the end of the third quarter. The Bears are up six-three on the Vikings. Josh Dobbs also, while we were talking to Patrick, threw not his first, no, not his second, no, his third interception of the game. He's got eighty-eight yards. He has not had a good game. The Ooh. Magic of Josh Dobbs kind of feels like it's just it's washed gone. away at this point. It's It was fun. It was a great ride, but it may be over. 6-3 at the end of the third. It's BetMGM tonight. We're back with BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. 9-3. The Bears have kicked three field goals. Cairo Santos just hit a 55-yarder. That may be it. That may be all the scoring we have tonight with the way this thing's going. 4.15 to go in the fourth quarter. has not been pretty for Josh Dobbs, who's thrown three picks. He's trying to just clear 100 yards passing in this. Anybody that had any receiver props, uh, you're probably screwed because Josh Dobbs can't move the football anymore, guys. But here we are. Bears up 9-3. Yeah. 
God, life totals at 20 and a half. I no, could use some TJ Hawkinson yards. No touchdown both. is even money at wow. plus 100. I am sick. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> PJ, Damn. someone will score a touchdown sick. in this game. Someone will score I, a touchdown. I think the Vikings are going to win 10 9. I think Trista's going to hit her money line. I'm going to hit my Bears plus three. And, and then work. Vikings and to win by one to six points. Yep. That's what I need. I'd be fine with this that. Is, and that would, everybody would hit. Everyone would win. And isn't that the best when everybody's a winner? It we really, love when We would love really a nice 10 9 game. Everybody, thing, on the, everybody on the show, we root for the public because, yeah. well, the public doesn't Except make the money Peach. that the books came. Nope. PJ doesn't root he for the just, public unless he's on the side of the public, of course. He just wants to be like the man. He just wants the billion dollar glass buildings. He just wants sure to do. buy some more sweaters <laughs> in different colors. Big fan of the uh, sweater. It's very nice. Thank you, guys. Nice and thin, too, you know, you know so it's light. Two Which wise good. people, uh, those two wise people being you guys, once told me that mm -hmm. this color looked nice on me. So. It's a good color. Thank it you. Does. The green. It brings out. It too. It's the first sweater really, uh, I don't mean to throw shade, but it's the first sweater I've seen on you it's that not actually baggy. fits. Yeah, that fits. Yeah, that it's, actually fits your little body. That's good. That were fit. You guys my keep body. going real quick. I yeah. talk about fashion. I need a plug for my laptop. is low. Yeah. Yeah, Peach is always swimming in his shirts. Not anymore, though. Not, not anymore. With, not with Mama. Mama Glass on she the She was glass. looking out for holiday season. She's like, you know, you need a little upgrade with the tell shirts. Her, tell her Super Bowl is coming. Sure, yeah. You're going to need some fits. Need some swag. You're going to need some fits. I might have to. Yeah, I'll let it's her gonna know. It's going to be Vegas. We're going to need a chain for yeah. PJ. <laughs> Get me a chain. We need a PJ chain. Oh, man. Terrell Smith. Oh, my God, guys. I, I don't know if the people would be ready for that. All no. right, I'm back. Thanks no. for keeping me out of the shot, guys. Oh, Woo. my goodness. You know, most of the time my laptop lasts Pull the entire back. show, but I don't think I charged it enough with all the uh, all the digging into all the numbers today at home and came here. I was like, ooh. That's happened to me so many times. That's not going to work. I I'm need gonna a second laptop or a I second know. battery. I need a home battery. And I need a work battery. You know, I mean, I bring a, I bring one with me, so like, or like a plug with me. No, but I, I mean, know, but like, yeah. I need like a battery that I can just. Why don't? Yeah, laptop should have two batteries now. Exactly, anyway, a home you know. battery and a work battery. All right, guys. So nine three right now. Uh, it's, you know, it's ugly, but I the unders. Go home. <laughs> I do. But you I bet the under. Home. I mean, listen, a lot of good things are parlay. actually happening in this. In a parlay. Oh, okay. That's why you got to bet some of the stuff I on your own. I should have done it big by itself. You got to have some of the individual. What I always do is I'll take like the two or three from a couple of parlays that I really like the most, and those are my individual bets. I appreciate that feedback. I'm going to do that next just here, week. Just here to help. Just here to help. I'm going to do that next week. You know, we're all a team, one team, one I dream. I that. I appreciate that. That's what that. we're doing. PJ, do you have anything else that you'd like to add? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else. I have my Wizards under. I have... My Bears plus three, and uh, Ty Chandler's officially dead to me. Oh, oh my. my God, he did it again. Oh, my God, Josh Dobbs just threw an interception. It almost went to a defensive lineman that was two feet in front of him. Josh Dobbs is, I mean, it's done, guys. It's Four done. picks. I, I mean. Can we get a, jo oh, Justin Fields' first touchdown, This Trista, is that's Nathan we got Peterman to. status here. Tom Brady out of retirement, yeah. maybe, for the Vikings. I mean, at this point, Kirk Cousins on his torn Achilles would be a better quarterback than Josh Dobbs is right did now. catch oh it? God, oh, yeah, that's yeah, a pick. He definitely sure did. I mean, it's just, this is, this is a this rough is 80, watch. 85 Bears type this stuff This is how here. the Bears win games in 2023, hey, folks. They're just trying to take wins any way that they can right now. But, I mean, that's going to be the fourth interception for Josh Dobbs. Wow. Makes him 16-25. O'Connell is disgusted. Yep. He's, he's like, what the, did I just see? He's given the Scoot Henderson face before he got contacts right <laughs> there. <laughs> what That's is what that, that is. Look at the screen. 
Oh, if oh, Justin my. Fields scores a touchdown, that would be This would be the trick. We're still looking for the first touchdown, so Please. anybody that's sitting on a ticket for oh, the first touchdown. Yeah, oh, did, but the Bears are got it back. Thank goodness. Well, I mean, think about this right now, though. Everybody across America that's sitting on a first touchdown ticket right now, any player, Justin Fields, still anybody alive. else. Still alive. Still it's alive. still alive with 12-13 to go in the fourth quarter. That first touchdown ticket is still alive. That's what we're working with tonight. Wow, that was a fumble, man. They are lucky to recover. Is is Fields not capable of pushing the ball down the field, or are they not capable of allowing him? That, to push I, the I ball think the down play the calling's been horrendous. It's been horrendous. Yeah. We saw him and DJ Moore in that Commanders game oh. air it out. I do not know what's and going on. And like the Commanders on. might have the worst secondary in football, it's yes. but it's yes. like. But he can make the throws. Oh, God. I mean, like you gotta at least try. Johnson just fumbled on that play. No, that was the last one. That Are you sure? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I, I, I mean, at this point, anything's possible. Yeah. Uh, anything is, as so Justin Fields, though, now only six carries, 44 yards. A, a lot of people over on the rushing attempts here. We're going to need four more from him for the, for our friends in the public, PJ. Yes. Our public friends, friends in the public. Let's make sure we, you know, establish that I'm no as friend much of as the we books. can. No I'll friend. just say that. We are one team, one the dream, The books are no friend of mine. There oh. you go. Look at that. So now, Mooney. look at what happens when you don't run a bubble screen on third and five. I think this drive ends in a touchdown. I hope so. This feels like a Bears Justin touchdown. Fields. First and ten, under 11 minutes to go. They're marching close to the red zone here. It is Darnell Mooney. Give That's me Justin Fields. It's a <laughs> Come on. I'm actually, you know what? I, I find that fascinating that you act. Did you know that that was a public play? A big public I, play? I didn't until we started talking. Really? About it. Yeah. And then he wanted to get off of it. Then I did. Then I wanted. Oh, to I bet, know. I wanted to bet my no touchdown. Well, I saw the look in your eyes when you saw that. Your eyes got wide, and there was a lot of fear that was just right there. And I it was like, oh if no. If everyone's P on PJ it, PJ had PJ no idea. Is off of it. Had no idea. Facts. I hear you, dude. It's facts. Uh, it's it scary. makes sense. You know, I mean these. These odds makers, they set lines for a reason because they want people to bite. They want people to jump. Thought Minnesota minus three was a little fool's gold tonight so far. It's looking like I'm on the right track, but this is still the Bears. Shut I mean, up. Yep. What, are you, what are you stressing <laughs> about right now? Just this oh, just just PJ everything. gloating. Oh, yeah, well, I know. thought there was something specific. I nope, was like, what did you? just me telling PJ to be all, quiet. All she's got to do is mush. All she's got to do is mush me, and this train will go south real. Oh yeah. Run. Oh Fields! Oh, oh my God! My fields God. fumbled. See, I oh, we turned it over. I oh my God! I just mushed myself. This is the worst I, game I just I've mushed ever myself. seen. I just oh, mushed this is myself. So bad. I did it. I just mushed myself. No, no. You know what? You don't get to blow the horn for that. You scored three points this entire game. Don't don't skull! blow the stupid skull. None of skull! that here. I just mushed myself. This is this is this is awful. Like this is just hard to watch today. Real bad. It's, it is down bad behavior. I like don't even know what yeah. to do. Can we talk college football? Yeah, the NFL let's do doesn't it. deserve our Fine. attention. Let's do that. Let's we do got this. championship week coming up this weekend. I know PJ for you. I'm very Georgia excited. Alabama is what you're looking for. Plays. Georgia's the favorite in this. Six point. You know. Since 2010, Alabama has been an underdog just four times. Every single time has been to Georgia. Oh, yeah. Your nemesis. They are. Roll damn tide in this? Uh Oh, yeah. Yeah, love, that's what I thought. Love Bama, plus five and a half. We're taking them on the money line, too, uh, at plus 170. Kirby's only beaten Nick one time, and he beat him in the national championship game when John Mechie was hurt and Jameson Williams got hurt midway through the first quarter. I think Bama would have won that game if Williams was, uh, was out there. They would not. Of stop JMO. 
I just, man, Georgia's due for a loss. Like, they're just due at some point. I mean, they're the back-to-back -back defending champions. They haven't lost since Bryce Young and Bama beat them in the SEC title game a couple years ago. The thing that worries me are there are three things that a team needs if you want to beat Georgia. And I look at what Bama's team had two years ago and what Ohio State's team had last year who should have beaten Georgia. And I worry that Bama doesn't have one of the three things. They have two of them. You need elite quarterback play. Jalen Milrow is elite, folks. What he has progressed into is incredible. What he looked like against Texas early in the season and what he looks like now, it's, night, him. it's night and day. Yeah. He is fantastic. That's the first thing, elite quarterback play. Second thing, you need elite offensive line play. If you cannot block Georgia up front, you have no chance of beating them. The third, and I think the most important thing, and the reason why teams can't beat them, because they go up against elite quarterbacks, they play teams with good offensive lines, but the thing that most teams don't have is you need two elite wide receivers. Ohio State, why they were beating them in that game is because they had Marvin Harrison and they had a Bookum. That's why when Marvin Harrison got hurt, Georgia came back and won that game. That's why when Bama had Mechie and Jameson Williams in the SEC championship game, they beat them. And when they didn't have them in the natty, they lost. I worry about that with Bama. They don't have two elite wide receivers. I think Burton, Jermaine Burton is one. Maybe Isaiah Bond, the guy who caught the touchdown in the yes. Iron Bowl. Maybe he'll emerge. They have Kendrick Wall. They have a lot of talented guys, but they don't have those two elite wide receivers. Georgia's defense isn't as elite as it's been in years past, but I just don't know if Bama has the weapons on the outside to exploit it. So the number is telling me to bet Bama. The spot is telling me to bet Bama, but I worry about them not having those two receivers. I will say this, too, why I'm so freaking excited for this game is it's a playoff game for both teams in years past you've come into the sec title game and either like georgia's known that even if they lose they're still going to get in bama knows even if they lose they're still both of these teams know the loser's out if you lose this game this is a playoff game winner likely goes the loser is going home so i can't wait it's bama or pass for me at the five and a half i take them on the money line how often are you going to get saban with this many points as a dog what do you think about the total? 55 and a half. Bama has been an over yeah. machine. I like the over. I like the over. When these two teams have played, they've actually tend to been some higher scoring games. So, you know, that's the thing. When you think of Georgia, right, you think dominant defense is actually their offense that's been really elite. Another thing I'll say about Georgia, too, is I think six of the last seven games, they've given up a touchdown on the opening drive. So maybe look at like a first quarter over. Maybe you look at like a first half over. Even though both of these teams kind of want to feel each other out and neither wants to make the mistake first, I think both want to get out in front and play with the lead. So I would look at that angle. But, yeah, I would go over the total if I had to play it. So I like Bama. I like Washington plus the points as well just because. Wait, that's at nine and a half Give me now. a second, Peach. Go ahead, I have T. a question for you because Please. I looked at you and I. Oh, there's your guy. He just went over. Sorry, Trista. That was Brandon Powell. Second catch, another big one. He's targeted twice today, had a 28-yard reception. He just gets 46 yards. We were doing so good. I hate myself. So, okay. That was the ultimate mush. He hasn't done anything. He's been irrelevant, and he heard you. And he said, Trista, hold my beer. He Listen here, bitch. I'll get you the I'll get you the ball in the player. You do not need it to go to. Hawkinson, hell no. Addison, 
absolutely effing not. Brandon Powell. Oh, is the Dobbs one. going. Oh, oh my God. Slipped. Addison's wide he's open and he's bounds. out of bounds. Wow. He was more wide open than. I mean, it was like a three car length all the way around him. <laughs> Nuts. Wide open. But he threw the ball too far. And he w oh, man. We got a knee injury. We yeah, knee we got somebody. Did he even get one foot so in? So let's see. Would Addison. Didn't even get one foot. No, it wasn't a good throw no. either. It, it was it, not. I don't think he really. In Dobbs' defense, he probably didn't know the DB would slip. Yeah. But, but it yeah. was a, that not, throw not, was yeah, not, not a, a good, good throw to Addison. He wasn't going to be able to make the play. Not good. Tristan, but, what was your question? Oh, yes. That's so we were talking to Patrick Everson about this game. Yes. And how much public money has gone towards Washington because they like the team that's undefeated and higher ranked. Yeah. And I thought about your rule, PJ. What's your rule? What is my I don't know. What is your my rule, <laughs> PJ? Which rule, PJ? Is un, like a lower-ranked team. As a big favorite, what is it telling you? Oh, definitely. It's telling you Oregon rolls. thousand percent, that's what the line's telling you. My fear is that Washington is this year's TCU. Do you know that Washington has won eight straight Purple. games by ten points or less? Think about that. They've won eight straight games by ten points or less. When we think about this team, we think about their high-flying offense, how they were dismantling people earlier in the year. They haven't been doing that. They've been playing with fire the last two months, and nobody's be able, been able to pick them off. And it's reminding me so much of TCU, how we're just waiting for this team to lose. They're frauds. They're we, frauds. We they're thought frauds. Oregon State was the spot. We thought maybe somebody would trip them up that we weren't expecting. And Kansas they, State. They have survived every test. And everybody's been waiting for the rematch. Everybody's been waiting to bet Oregon in this game. Nobody thinks Washington can win. And I just, I'm going with the dog. I'm going with Washington. But you're right. The spread is telling you Oregon is the play. I think Oregon might be the best team in the country. I, was, I really do. That's becoming the common trend now. We've talked about that a lot on here where, I mean, offensively, we already know what they have. Bo Nix is probably going to win the Heisman. But defensively, they don't get enough credit no. for how good they are. By the way, Michael Penix Jr. did not look great this past weekend. He I is mean, not. He has not looked great. That's the, past the apple couple cup for weeks. you. Yeah. 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 The apple cup. Yeah. doesn't look great. So it's Washington. I'm taking them on the money line as well just because, you know yeah. what, I just – also it's the Bama fan in me and they need Washington <laughs> to win that game. Or they need uh, Oregon to win that game. So if Washington wins, uh, you know, I at least want to have a stab at it. How much real quick – we only got a few seconds, but how much real do you think that that Washington performance we just saw affected this line here? Just this past weekend. Certainly did. And Oregon's Cup. just how they dominate Oregon right. State, too. Right. Yep. So. I, I, think I, I think I like Washington, too. I think you have to. It's an Kinda emotional hedge it's play. It's an emotional hedge. T, Absolutely. Oregon wins by seven. You hit both. You no doubt. All right, we're back to wrap it up and see what happened to Kyler Gordon, who's the – Kyle Gordon is the one who fell. It's Bet MGM tonight. It's time for a short commercial break. Don't go anywhere, though, because we'll be right back with even more BetMGM Tonight, presented by BetMGM, live from BetQL. No, no, no one scored. It's still 9-3, Bears over the Vikings, 6-16 to go. But, hey, at least we got the Vikings moving the ball down the field a little bit here. So there's that. TJ Hawkinson now up to 33 yards receiving. Just caught a big one there. You know, things are starting to look up a little 16-yard reception there. If we would have bet no touchdown, which me and Peach have done, oh, you many thought my times Wizards together. under was a sweat. I'd yeah. be I'd be naked running around the sports. <laughs> <laughs> I would have. It's a little cold in here. I'd be have careful, nothing. PJ. I'd have nothing on. 
the the sweat. I, I I wouldn't be able to do the show. I mean, how could I focus? Like every play, I'd be living and breathing. Yeah. It, Man, ten bucks. Hundred. What's the biggest ticket you guys have ever hit? Like, have you ever hit like a seventy-five to one? Have you ever hit an eighty to one? I think my biggest is like a forty, like in golf. Yeah, mine's a forty-five to one, but it's a division winner. Right. It was the Kings division. I mean, oh yeah. God, what would my biggest Kings Kings division winner? I I mean, a hundred to one. I've never had anything even close to that. Oh, Hawkinson's, Hawkinson's in. Hawkinson, first touchdown. And finally, see, there you go, PJ. Thank There's God. a touchdown. You're good. You don't have to worry about it anymore. TJ Hawkinson with the first touchdown of the game with 5.54 to go in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Mother of God. Touchdown. Thank you. We finally had a touchdown. Guys, 10-9, we spoke into new existence. We Just did. let it be. Let everybody cash. God. Thank you, please. This game stinks. Really it really does. Yeah, it does. TJ Hawkinson, five catches for 50 yards now. I had over 63 and a half. It's probably not going to come through. I have 50 for him, so that hits. I do have. I think I have that in a parlay. It's a 50 plus. So I mean, that at Josh least stays Dobbs alive. has four interceptions, and they're really going to win this game. That's the Chicago Bears for you. I'd love. It's impressive. I'd love some deep, no like two minute offense type stuff. Yep. Uh, to DJ Moore for a touchdown. Yeah, because now now we know like now the, we're like we're we, going. The now. under is going to hit if you had the what it closed at at 43 and a half. Yeah. I mean, you're betting live in game. I mean, I don't know what pe- some people are at. Now I want the offenses to move quick. Like, let's yeah. go. Let's get some scoring. Let's get some guys involved. We need more DJ Moore. There's going to be a ton of people yeah, that are do. still sitting here on more TJ Hawkinson. I mean, God forbid Ty Chandler could do anything as a receiver. Clearly, that's not going <laughs> to happen. Know. I mean, that, that looked like a great bet, and you're going, oh. Oh, no, it's in there. What is? The Ty Chandler is in there, Peach. Oh. I will kill you. I know you will. I told we you talked not to about do it. it. We talked about it, and I did it anyway. I said, I'm going to take one reception. And then I said, should I do that or rushing and receiving? He's hit the rushing on his own at that number, and he stinks tonight. I want to scream. See, this is why you should never give Trista any bets. <laughs> I know. Because if it doesn't hit, she that. threatens your life. PJ, <laughs> like, just this don't do that. Why. It's only peach. Meanwhile. Yeah, I, I know. That's what I mean. He should not do it. Meanwhile, I gave it, he her I gave her a college basketball parlay that she blindly tailed that I didn't even play. I bet it straight up. But she's like, Peach, what do you like tonight? Give me three games. And I told her. And it hit. The parlay hit. Oh, she's long forgotten about that. Of course. It's all that's about how it works. Remember now, South Dakota State or whatever dumb thing. <laughs> that's how it works, PJ. Here we go. You're only as good as your last bet. It's that's true. And PJ, exactly what it PJ is. let it's me true. give you let me give you a little advice here. That's also how marriage works, so just just get used <laughs> you're to that. You're only as okay? good as your last favorite. <laughs> that's it. That's that's how it all works, man. So eventually you're just you're Have screwed. you cleaned out the grill? Yeah. Have you mowed the freaking lawn? I know. By the way, they I just am moving into a new place. And I know we're going to get to some more college, but I have more leaves in my yard than I have ever seen <laughs> in my whole life. Got a big yard. Which That's is the biggest yeah. yard I've ever seen. Ironic considering me and my mom fought all summer long about leaves and how badly I want them gone from my line of sight. I think they are <laughs> so trash. I think they hold mold. I think they, they're well, stinking. They do. I yeah. think that they're just nasty. They just need to go, okay? They need to go. And there's like probably over two million leaves. Yeah, you're screwed. Oh. Well, if you keep up with it, you can just mow over them and you can compost That's them. That's what my mom said. Can we do, do that? that? Yeah, you can. Do you do that? Don't you mulch yeah, them? but don't, yeah, you mulch them, but you don't want to pile. Like, don't let them pile up too much. Okay. So if you got like multiple, if you got them really thick, you gotta probably still do it like you're mowing your lawn like every week, and they'll, it'll be enough. Like you'll still see some of it, but eventually it, I mean, to a point. Like if it's really piled up, I gotta see it. 
you may want to like take care of some break. and then get the rest. I'm gonna do yeah. a little raking. I will. Yeah. I'll do a little raking. Yeah, there's a point. You can only do it just like it's a like certain a forest. Point. Yeah. If it's like it's like a forest wall. If like it's a like a, an inch thick worth pile of leaves on the grass, you're gonna probably want to have to rake some of that up because yeah. it's it's not gonna all go. But the wind will take some of it. You'll be fine. Or you just hire somebody some to do it for you too if you want to. I mean, hey. If I need a kid. You know, you get a parlay. That's what I, I have a kid that does it. He does a great job. In fact, I'm coming out. He's coming out next week. Gonna do one final one for me, Trista. Clear out those leaves. Clear them get out. Get it done. Baby. I'm not doing any more. Nine receptions, 62 yards for DJ Moore. And mm. see if 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 maybe one of these parlays hits, then you'll just pay somebody with that oh, money to go hitting. through your Ty leaves. Ty Chandler's no. nowhere to be found. Uh, he's on a milk carton. That's yeah, where we is. started. Where I wait? Did you take receptions or yards? Yards. Receiving and rushing, Ty Chandler, 35. Oh, oh, God. He's dead. It's so dead. Oh, I thought you had. I had one oh, and a half so receptions dead. and 10-plus receiving it's yards. It's so dead. It takes one, really, so one eight-yard reception from Ty Chandler brings both of those home. So that's if you took those. But those, that's not. I didn't take rushing plus receiving. That's. Oh, that man. was a little ballsy, considering we haven't what seen much of him. So he's been great. Yeah, yeah. He pretty good the last couple weeks. Yeah, but you, you know how it is. Now. It's still that it's that that low usage. Like guy starts to get a little more, a few more snaps, a little more time. He was pretty trendy really today. I know, go. I'm not gonna lie. Well, there was a lot of people talking about him. Yeah, as as the day went on, public. I started seeing it more. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> I, I need a list. I had a PJ moment. Get to the lab. Yep. Find out what we like, right. and then search on on gambling Twitter. Oh my, oh, my God. God, another fumble for Justin Fields. Well, He my, got absolutely popped my plus three trying is to dead. get a first down. My plus three is dead. I mushed myself. Jeez. <laughs> they were literally in field goal range to go up 12-3. Absolute mush. Ridiculous. Wow. And the Vikings take over. Oh, no. My only hope is that they guys, run out this clock. Guys, Vikings by one to six points. I can't have a touchdown. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. That was Maybe plus 350. Maybe a little Ty Chandler. Yeah. Oh, no. We need it to end in a field goal because then that hits. I parlay the two kickers together. Okay, we're really rooting for a field goal here, guys. I cannot have a Vikings touchdown. Unless you had a Vikings touchdown and then a Bears touchdown. Well, that is true, but have you watched two. the Bears offense? They I haven't have scored a touchdown yet, so, so I'm not I'm no not counting one has. on it. No one I'm has. not counting on it, Trista. I can't yeah, do it. You can catch that parlay with the field goal kickers, too. Exactly. Field goal? Wow. I parlay both the kickers together, wow. and then I get the one to six point Unreal. win. Unreal. This is this is uh this is all this is all very important that a specific thing happens. And I'll be honest, don't always like to be in those positions where it has to be one specific thing. I can't believe Fields fumbled. Yep, seven carries for 51 yards. And it's not uh, right, Ty Chandler. Right it's now, for most, I don't know, did Fields ever go below 51 and a half rushing yards when that prop opened? Because right now, I, think the, I saw 49. There was a, okay, so there's a couple people now that that went over for, but every there's a lot that I mean that went up to wow. 57 and a half. He's got seven carries for 51 yards after that fumble. That's not coming home. Yeah, yeah, that's not. Uh, that's not ideal for them. So 10-9, three minutes to go here in this. PJ, we talked about this at the break, mm. but we've got some crucial college football games happening yes. that are going to change the college playoff landscape. Yes. Oregon, Washington. Who knows what happens there? Winner probably has a great case. Washington, certainly. Washington, certainly. Oregon needs a little luck. You've got Michigan playing Iowa. And they're they're gonna win. They, so they're yes. in. Yes, they're the in. The rest of the three teams very much in doubt. I think Florida State's a lock. I know Travis is hurt. You're an undefeated Power Five champion. I think you're in. I, I really are do. we serious? Do I think they deserve to be in? No, but the committee has shown us it's not the four best teams. It's not the 
four most deserving teams. It's the four most convenient teams to them. That's what they do. If they beat Louisville, it's hard to keep them out. What if That's... Louisville beats them? Oh, then they're, they're gone. out. They're they gone. 100% they gone. Louisville 100%. Yeah. They lost right. to Pitt. Yes. Louisville. Yes. So, what, okay. they, what they're rooting for is Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, and uh, Washington to all win. They want the four undefeated power fives and then no questions asked. No questions asked. Okay, so, but if Georgia loses to Alabama. Yes. If Oregon beats Washington. Yep. And Texas wins out as well. Yeah, they beat Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, State mm -hmm. 14 and a half point favorites. They beat OK State. So what happens? Who gets in and who doesn't? That, Trista Crick, is the million-dollar question. <laughs> I personally think Bama and Oregon get in, and a lot of people are going to say, but how can Bama get in and Texas not because Texas beat them head-to-head? -head. And the reason being, you're not comparing Bama to Texas. You're comparing Bama to Texas and Oregon, and you're putting in the three best teams. And then Texas is going to have the argument, well, Oregon played Texas Tech earlier in the year, probably should have lost, and Texas just beat them 57-7. to Yeah, but that's an end-of-the-season game right. versus an early-season game. And that's game. the same argument with Bama-Texas. Even though they beat them, like, look at the player Jalen Milrow is now compared to them. Look at the team Alabama is. So it's it's going to be interesting. Like, we're finally – this is the first time we're going into, like, the college, like championship weekend where there is some certain, like, some uncertainty about who's going to make it. I think it's really interesting. I'm hoping personally the playoff is Michigan, Georgia, Bama, and Oregon. Those four. I think those are the four best teams. I think the playoff would be awesome. Yeah, Michigan, Alabama, Oregon, and Georgia. And Georgia. Uh, that's the four I'm rooting for. Georgia four, maybe Bama two. I don't know. I don't even know how you rank them at uh, that point. It'd be Michigan. Michigan, Bama, Georgia, Michigan, Bama, Oregon. Really wouldn't matter who's two, three. It'd be Bama, Oregon of some sort, and then uh, Georgia would be four. So Bama, Oregon, Peach. Where are we going? Let's go. We got if to. If we play each other we have in the go. college football playoff, we must go. Do you know one of the semifinals this year is the Rose Bowl? Could you imagine? <sighs> bucket list stuff. That's a bucket list bucket situation. List. Have you ever been? I have. I watched Oregon play Florida State. Look at you. And we were doing the... Oh! <laughs> Does it live up to the hype? It was, awesome. yeah. it was awesome. It was awesome. It was a fun time. Love but it. one of them is in New Orleans, isn't it? Sugar Bowl. Yeah. Sugar Bowl. Yeah. That would actually be better. Bed in the it's, well, I'd like to go to the Rose Bowl. Rose Bowl's fun. Rose LA's Bowl. fun. Peach wants to play Riv. I do. Yeah, Peach I wants to go play, play some golf you know at Riviera, and I could make that happen for us, Peach. Oh, love it. And that would be just Nick. How we looking? I I just, I know you. I'm glad you guys carried that on because I sat there waiting. The Vikings could not get themselves in field goal range. Thank goodness. Even though Greg Joseph, Greg Joseph has kicked a 61-yard field goal before, they decided to take a delay a game to see if they get the Bears to jump off sides. They didn't. They moved back. Little pooch punt to get the ball out of bounds. Bears have a chance to drive up the field. 2:29 to go. Down 10 to nine in this. That's what we're looking at. So at this point, I'm not going to get the field goal. But I'm just rooting for the, the score just stay in the way that it is. Mm. Just stay the way that it is. That's it. That's all we need. You get a Bears plus three here then. That's right. That's good. Vikings by one to six points. So we are rooting for another Fields turnover. Just turn the damn thing over. He's throwing. Oh, God. They're marked <laughs> DJ, DJ Moore. Moore again. Enough DJ Moore. Good God. All right. We'll start the rest of this out. We're back tomorrow. It's BetMGM tonight.
that's a wrap. Another show is in the books. We'll be right back here tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern for the next winning edition of Bet MGM Tonight, live from BetQL. Like marketing and brand management is about awareness. I'm not sure if I have it. Are you ready, sir? Start your engines. Let's go. Astros money line versus the Marlins. Johnny Cueto, no thank you. Yeah. Oh, my goodness.